welcome to this week's episode of Elvis Lives, a Conspiracy Theory Podcast. I am just one of your hosts, Julie Eisentrager, and with me I have... It's me, KB. It's her, KB. That's me. Oh, guys, it's Monday morning. You're listening to it on a Monday morning. We're recording on a Monday morning. What? Is this a live episode? Kind of, but not at all. But not ever. No, it'll never really be one. Unless we get super, super rich and famous (gasps) and people just start like, yeah, let's pay them to have live shows. That would be amazing, guys. That would be but this is not what we're no, talking about no, today. No, no, no. I mean, we can dream. We divulge. Well, um, what are we talking about today, KB? We are talking about a conspiracy around The Simpsons. <gasps> no. It's true. Oh, what a good time. I love The Simpsons. I also love I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. Too risque. It was, it was banned. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, I have uh, learned to appreciate how great The Simpsons are. Well, I was allowed to um, listen and watch some of the most inappropriate things when I was a child. So yeah. I was allowed to watch The Simpsons. <laughs> um, and I remember a time where there was just a lot, whole lot less TV channels. Yeah. And The Simpsons come six o'clock was the only thing that wasn't news. Yes. So true. it was great times all round. Yep. Look at that. Mum and Dad were just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's How fine. bad could it be? Well. Yeah, lucky we didn't have family go back then. <laughs> oh. um, but there's a very specific uh, theory around The Simpsons. There is a very specific theory about The Simpsons. But for the people that don't know what The Simpsons are, yeah, I maybe mean. Maybe there are plenty of kids out there like me not allowed to watch it. And maybe. And maybe they've kind of taken that with them into adulthood and never, d- never watched it. So I'll give you a little bit of the back history of The Simpsons. The Simpsons is an American animated sitcom created by Matt Groening for the Fox Broadcasting Company. It is a satirical depiction of working class life. Um, the family was conceived by Groening shortly before a solicitation yeah, that's the word. Citation for a series of animated shorts with producer James L. Brooks. Groening created a dysfunctional family and named the characters after his own family members. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Yeah. So substituting Bart for his own name. So he's like, mm, maybe we won't have a Matt. Maybe we'll have a Bart. <laughs> and Bart is actually um, like a little anagram. Is that an anagram? Of brat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the swap out he chose. The shorts became part of the Tracy Ullman show on April 19th, my mum's birthday, 1987. (laughs) After three seasons, the sketch was developed into a half-hour primetime show and became Fox's first series to land in the top 30 ratings. Wow, that's pretty great. Yeah, that's really good. Since its debut on December 17th, 1989, 651 episodes of The Simpsons have been broadcast. I mean, it could be more by it's probably more. I don't know when the Simpsons wiki was last updated. <laughs> um, it is the longest running American sitcom and the longest running American scripted primetime television series in terms of seasons and number of episodes. Wow. The Simpsons um, had a, had a The Simpsons movie is uh-huh. a feature length film and was released in theaters worldwide on July 27th, 2007 and grossed over $527 million. <laughs> They do well. That's a lot. a lot of money. October 30, 2007, a video game was released. Um, and currently The Simpsons, Simpsons is on its 30th season, which began airing September 30th, 
Wow, so this is the final season of The Simpsons. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't say it was the final. No. Um, the Sim. Oh no, it's not. The Simpsons will be renewed for a thirty-first season, with Al Jean completing a Treehouse of Horror, third three hundred thirty, thirty script. Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, though the date has yet to be announced. Uh, the Simpsons received acclaim throughout its n- first. Nine or ten seasons, which are generally considered the golden age. Oh, so the, the yeah, golden the golden age. Seasons. Right up to ten seasons, right up to a decade, and then the last twenty years have apparently been trash. Um, title Time named it. Sorry, Time named it twentieth century's best television series. That's pretty cool. Yeah. On January 14th, 2000, The Simpsons family was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it has won dozens of awards since it debuted, including 31 Primetime Emmy Awards, 30 Annie Awards, and a Peabody Award. Mm. Homer's exclamatory catchphrase, don't, don't has been adopted into the English English language, while The Simpsons has influenced many other later adult-orientated animated sitcoms. Mm-hmm. However, it's also been criticised for a perceived decline in quality over the years. Well, look, if you run for 31 years... I don't have enough imagination in me to even get a decade's worth of Simpsons script out. No, those, that team of writers is incredibly intelligent and witty and clever. Yeah. So maybe it's the a decline in intelligence of the human race potentially (laughs) not really the series not necessarily the series writers um so Mm -hmm. this uh, nuclear family and it's almost quite literally a -hmm. nuclear family homer works at the nuclear plant um it takes place in a fictional american town of springfield Mm -hmm. this is an unknown and impossible to determine u.s state Mm -hmm. the show is intentionally evasive in regards to where it is so springfield's geograph uh, geography and that of like the surrounding areas contains coastline deserts vast farmland tall mountains or whatever the story requires yeah that's fair um they just they they never wanted you to pinpoint it to one area yeah um, so the first team of writers assembled by Sam Simon consisted of uh, John Schwarzfelder, John Vitti, George Mayer, Jeff Martin, Al Jean, Mike Reese, Jay Kogan, and Wallace Waldolsky. Waldarsky. Mm-hmm. Um, and the newer Simpsons writing teams consist of about 16 writers who propose yeah. ideas at the beginning of each December and then throughout that time they get their turn writing or yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, each episode takes six months to produce. Wow. So the show rarely will comment on a current event. Yeah. Which is then even spooky when you think about what I the conspiracy know. is. Um, one of the best former writers of the show was Conan O'Brien, who contributed several episodes in the early 1990s. Wow. I know, I didn't know that. Um, and then there's some other people that have stepped in here and there to write a few episodes. So Ricky Gervais wrote Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife. Yeah. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who wrote Superbad, the movie Superbad, yes. wrote um, Homer the Whopper. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so Rogen actually voiced... A character in that as well. Yeah. And then end of 2007, what happened? The Writers Guild had their strike. Oh, no. And so did the team from The Simpsons. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I guess the next and final most important thing is the voices. Of course. Who provides the voices of the six main cast members? 
Is that a question to me personally, Julie? Oh my god, yes. Let's see if you can guess. Um, Hank Azaria. Is one of them. Um, Nancy Cartwright is the voice of Bart. Correct. Dan Castrella? Castaneta, yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I don't know who he voices, but they're the three names that, that they, you like, re- are, like, burnt into my and brain. And I think everyone knows Hank Azaria. Well, I know Hank Azaria from The Birdcage. <laughs> And that image will forever be burned into my head, and I love it. Yeah, great. So every yeah. time I hear his voice or hear a character he's voicing in The Simpsons, I immediately think of his character from the package. But so they have six main cast members Dan Castellaneta. Yep. That was, that was, sorry, I'm not even Dan. sure I can, can read. Can you send us a recording of how to say your name? In all the characters that you play. <laughs> um, Julie Kavner, Nancy Cartwright, Yardley Smith, Hank Azaria, and Harry Shearer. Castanella voices Homer. Grandpa Simpson, Krusty the Clown, Groundskeeper Willie, Mayor Quimby, Barney Gumble, and other adult males. Julie Kavner voices Marge and Patty and Selma, as well as minor characters. Um, and Cartwright voices Bart Simpson, Nelson Muntz, Ralph Wiggum, and other children. Smith voices Lisa Simpson and is the only cast member who regularly voices only one character. Wow. But she will occasionally play just someone that's in one episode. Yeah. Um, Azaria and Shira do not voice members of the Tartle family, but play the majority of the male townspeople. Azaria, who's been part of the Simpsons regular voice cast since the second season, voices reoccurring characters such as Moe, Chief Wiggum, um, Apu, and Professor Frink. And then Shira provides voices for Mr. Burns, Mr. Smithers, Principal Skinners, Ned Flanders, Reverend Lovejoy, and Dr. Hibbert. They're so clever. So clever. Because none of those voices sound anything alike. And often those voices are having conversations with yeah. each other. Yeah. It's really, really clever. It's great. Um, every every main cast member has won a primetime Ebby for outstanding voiceover performance. Of course they have. Well, when you've won 31 altogether. Yes. Um, just some interesting figures that I found that I would love... Yes. If this was my wage. Okay. <laughs> the six main ca- actors were paid $30,000 per episode until 1998. Per episode? Per episode. It's like... Episode. US dollars. <laughs> US dollars, KB. <laughs> it's more than my yearly wage. Yes. When they were involved in a pay dispute with Fox, basically, they were like, nah, give us more money. Fox yeah. was like, fine, we'll replace you. And then Fox realised that was stupid when Groening was like, no, 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 no. Maybe my actors should be paid more. So the issue was soon resolved and from 98 to 2004, they were paid. Mm-hmm. I'm now holding KB yeah. for support. So- $125,000 per episode. Oh my goodness. The show's revenue continued to rise through syndication and the DVD sales. And in April 2004, the main cast stopped appearing for script readings, demanding that they were paid more. They asked for $360,000 per episode. Whoa! The strike was resolved a month later and their salaries were increased to something between $250,000 and $360,000 per episode. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to cry. Um, in 2008, production for the 20th season was put on hold um, for negotiations with the voice actors who wanted a healthy bump in salary to an amount close to 500,000 per episode. That's half a million. Half a million. Do you know what's scary though episode. is that that is not the highest wage in television. Oh gosh, no. Like that's 
still a lot of money, but Makes not me want to cry. what some. That's half and of what most people And these are for people that are using their voice. Yeah, they're all unseen. The time. Yeah. Yeah. The negotiations were completed, and the actors' salaries were raised to four hundred thousand per episode. Um, three years later, with Fox threatening to cancel the series unless the production costs were cut, the cast members accepted accepted a 30% pay cut down to just over 300000 per episode. So they they have a lot of heart in what they do. Yeah. It's not about the and money. And they're very good at what they do. Like, you very couldn't good do that do. series now without those six cast members. People... Not really. And you'd have to have a very, very good impersonator. Yeah. And I mean, it's probably possible, but yeah. to have the same timing and all that kind of stuff in the same... Exactly. Yeah. Because it, it, be it does, like, throw you up. Like, even just watching... <laughs> Ralph Breaks the Internet, there's a section that has all the Disney princesses yes. in it, and half of them are the original voices, yes. and obviously half of them are not, because... They cannot be. They cannot be, but as soon as Snow White or Cinderella start talking, you're like, oh, that's... That's, that's not right. Yeah, like that's not their voice. And you haven't heard that voice for years and years yeah. and years, but you're immediately like, oh, something's wrong. So if The Simpsons were to do that after 31 yeah. seasons... Yeah. I don't think the show would continue. That was a loud bang. Sorry, guys. Sorry, that was my guys. elbow. And I think it could continue. I think that would be yeah. the end for yeah. everything. So I think it is fair. It is fair. And then The Simpsons have been dubbed into several other languages, including Japanese, German, Spanish, and Portuguese. Amazing. And it's the only one of the few programs to be dubbed into both French and Quebec French. Wow. you got to look a, after your neighbours. It's a popular. It's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like the history of The Simpsons. Amazing. Now I'm interested to find out what this conspiracy is. Dun, dun, dun. So, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This theory is great. It kind of has a lot of different versions of the same theory yeah so basically it's that matt groening who is the creator of the simpsons yeah is a high level freemason who has been using symbolism to tell the world's real truth or okay matt is actually part of a secret society with intimate knowledge of all human experience past present and future or okay there have been tweets and speculations that matt is actually um, a time traveller and that's what helps him with his storylines. I'm so just delighted right now at all three of these theories. Um, Now the conspiracy busters Mm -hmm. say that for as many episodes as The Simpsons have Mm -hmm. and as many jokes and pop culture references that they they make um, at some point they're bound to get things right. Yeah. That's just... Coincidence. coincidence. It's coincidence. That is still like 30 years um, of coincidences. A lot of coincidences, but I think too, uh, they are saying that the way that the world is going, stuff that we thought was outrageous or out of the box or just pure joke, yeah, is actually now reality. So, I don't know if that I'm saddened by yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, so is life just imitating art? Is is potentially is the writing team of are the writing team of the Simpsons actually on time travelers? Who knows? But here are, they are just a few. I okay. haven't listed all of them. There are a lot, but here are just a few of the ones that for me I was like, oh. um, cool. We're predicting the future. 
Um, so the first one that pops up every time you have a little research is the predicted 9-11. So um, this was predicted oh. in 1997. It was um, a, like a magazine cover mm-hmm. that Bart was holding with um, the dollar sign nine and then the two towers in the background directly next to the nine. That's a 9-11 is what it looked like. Right. Um, they just pulled nine out of their heads yeah they weren't they were like that sounds like a cheap number nine is good let's yeah. use nine but everyone's been like how did they know this isn't the first time that 9-11 has been predicted was pred- predicted either the x-files did a episode where um someone hijacked a plane and tried to drive it into the twin towers and um it was diverted and it never happened but that happened around the same time as this there is a lot more um, digging that we're going to do into 9-11 yeah. and also separately into time travel, but there's a lot connected in Project Pegasus, yeah. which is a conspiracy theory about 9-11. So. so we'll get back to that. The other ones is that it predicted the winners of the Super Bowl in 92, 93, and 94, three consecutive years. Look, yeah. that's pretty, like, you pick a team, you you're 50% right, you were just you right can track three that, years in a row. Kind of. Um the other ones were um, the Fox, the Disney takeover, Disney takeover of Fox Studios. Yeah. This was predicted in 1998, and it actually happened in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, the writers again were like, "No, these things happen all the time. It was just we happened to pick Disney and Fox because you know why not? Because Disney, yeah." <laughs> um, the one that kind of blows my mind a little bit is the Higgs boson particle, or what's known as the God particle was predicted in 1998 homer is writing an equation on the board um that is like just slightly off the actual equation used for the god particle that was uh, so the episode came out in 1998 and it was discovered in 2012 um one of the writers on the team at the time was a mathematician yeah and so was very 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 close he was just a slightly off but is pretty incredible. But for 14 that, years like, later, it he was, was a mathematician, not necessarily a theoretical physicist. No, so that was that's incredible. Um, the oh, other yeah. one is the Trump presidency was predicted Whoa, in 2000, scary. and it happened in 2016. Uh, again, the writers are like, "Look, I think people forget that Trump kept talking about running for president at that time, so it wasn't like." kind of out of the ordinary then but for me it's the scene um in the cartoon where trump is going down the escalator and he's waving to like, yeah. constitu- constituents and um you put that next to the real life footage and it's like identical that i was like <laughs> that is yeah we'll link that in the show notes because when you watch that you're like, oh, no, groaning, 100% time traveller. Yeah, time traveller. You can't, no, no. Um, the Siegfried and Roy tiger attack that happened in 2003 was predicted in a Simpsons episode in 1993. Uh, autocorrect fails was predicted in 94. It happened in 2007. <laughs> um, the autocorrect kept correcting it to eat up Martha. So when Apple was creating the iOS, it yeah. was like dubbed, we can't have an eat up Martha situation because so I think that in a way is where the Simpsons start influencing 
life. Technology, Technology. FaceTime was predicted in 1995 and happened in 2007 um, on The Simpsons. There's an episode where um, Lisa is yeah. Yeah, FaceTiming. And I think also, though, um, for a while we had an expectation of what we thought technology would bring us. Exactly. Like, if you look at the cartoon The Jetsons, yeah. they have a robot that kind of does everything they in the do. house. They talk to the house. Back to the Future... Back to the Future also kind of predicts a lot of things. Um, mm. Like Biff, who looks identical to Donald Trump, becomes the leader. Yeah. They have a hologram, video messages. Yeah. And I uh, think that's just like they predicted that's where technology would be. And the people that are creating technology have actually worked towards doing that. Doing that. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Um, the Faulty Voter Machines episode, it was like Barack Obama and... Uh, oh my goodness, I've forgotten his name. The other guy. Um, <laughs> that was predicted in 2008 in a Simpsons episode and then happened in 2012. Um, the NSA spying scandal predicted in 1995... Uh, no, in, in 2007, 2007 and happened in 2013. Smartwatches uh, predicted in the episode where um, Lisa's older and her fiancé yes. has a, like, a phone on his watch and he's talking into his phone. That was um, 95. It happened in 2014. The Ebola outbreak. Um, that was <laughs> predicted in 97 by The Simpsons and happened in 2014. The FIFA corruption scandal was only a year apart. They predicted it in 2014. It happened in 2015. Probably not the biggest no, one either, but, but still happened. Um, Greece's debt default was predicted in 2012 by The Simpsons and happened in 2015. Maybe they just really, they're just really, really on the follow, pulse. You know, they're on the pulse where um, things are going within the world. They predicted the 2016 Nobel Prize winner in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also, in 2010, they also predicted um, the USA's Olympic curling win. That happened in 2018. And probably my favourite yeah. is the three-eyed fish that we see in the Simpsons episode in yes. 1990 yeah. um, because of the nuclear waste in the um, the river next to it. Um, in, I think it was Japan in 2011, they found near a nuclear power plant this fish with three eyes that looked identical to the cartoon that oh. the Simpsons had drawn. Um, so that, like, that's what a lot and that's not all of them um there's a few for me that i'm like kind of like the technology ones where like gaga's super bowl performance was in an episode of the simpsons and then a few years later it happened where i'm like well those kind of things if you see them mm. probably as an artist happen. you can be like actually that would be really cool let's do that you yeah. know um but some things that are especially things that are um somewhat violent Yes. Or disturbing. Yeah. You wouldn't go back to The Simpsons to cr- recreate no, what they've no, done. No, no, So it's, um, it's, it is really interesting. And for me, when, it, like, particularly when the cartoon is kind of, it is in a, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah. So it's, you don't really take it seriously. Satirical. Like, it, it's yeah, just. Yeah, it's just making fun of stuff. Yeah. And the world and families and what we as humans are like 
but when it starts like footage from the Simpsons being quite similar to footage of an actual real life events that happened years and years later yeah you, you do kind of start to to wonder a little bit. I mean, they are very intelligent people on this writing team, oh, obviously, yeah. that aren't just from writing backgrounds, but from lots of different types of backgrounds. Um, and at some point, yeah, coincidence, coincidence may play a part. Yeah, and I think I get to the point where, like, okay, why is Matt groaning the only one that is the time traveler or yeah. the Freemason? Or, because he created it, yes, but... There's 16 people on the writing team now. Yeah. So. It could be any of them. And their predictions have seemed to slowed a little. Yeah. Like between um, the tens of 2000s, if that makes sense. Yeah. But like in the early 90s, they were really churning out what seemed to be accurate predictions later on. Yeah. So maybe we're yet to see. Maybe, maybe the stuff that's been in the later few seasons oh, are actually coming to us at like twenty thirteen. We are all gonna have to take some 2030. notes. Twenty thirty. Yeah, we are. Go back, watch The Simpsons, take some notes. Anything that you see that could be a major world <laughs> event. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. The Simpsons said. The Simpsons said. Look, this is another one of those conspiracy theories where I'm on the fence about. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm still trying to figure out whether I'm for or against time travel. Like, we're going to talk about that later. We are. And I think that is, I think that's where we, until I figure out that side of things, yeah. then I can figure out how I feel yeah. about this. I, um, I, again, I'm pretty on the fence about it too, but I'm very open and would be quite happy to think that oh, Matt, absolutely. Matt Groening is a time traveller. I think that would be so cool. Freemason? Nah. Not so boring. Much. But time traveller? Yeah. I'm on board. Oh, the other one is that they're, um, they're psychics. So they can see into the future. Mm. Um, oh, I'll take it. Yeah. So I can just see Matt groaning in like his little silk pajamas at night, being like, <gasps> opening his eyes into the into the dark abyss, and like just gr- like furiously grabbing a pen and paper and writing down everything he's seen. I like the opposite where he's like okay. sitting in like a Mister X chair, oh, and yeah. he's got the like helmet on and it's like connected to something and all the team are like around him ready and he's just like throwing things out there <laughs> that he's seen and they're like furiously writing <laughs> down for him. I love this. <laughs> oh, oh guys, if you um if you have a favourite Simpsons episode or a favourite like prediction that the Simpsons yes. have told Let or you just want to hear a different type of conspiracy theory that you're really passionate about um you can contact us in a variety of different ways yeah we're on the the, the book of the face the book of the face aka facebook yeah um we also uh, have an email address yeah you can email us and be like guys you missed out the best conspiracy theory that there is for the simpsons yeah and you can email that through to elvis podcast at gmail.com and don't forget to uh rate review and subscribe to elvis lives on any of your favorite podcasts share us around with your family and friends around. Well, thank you so much for listening so far we're in episode five now I know. and it's just there's new people every week so I if know. you haven't listened to us before and this is your first elvis lives podcast Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Welcome to the fam. <laughs> welcome. We will see you next week for another episode of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.